To bra or not to bra, exploring a journey of life's unpredictable twists and turns, how to claim your personal power from within and lead a fun, fulfilled, soul-driven life, one epic, hilarious, insightful coffee chat at a time. Let's get real. Let's get raw. This is your host, M. on bra or not to bra. Y'all welcome back to to bra or not to bra. Let's just dive right into this. I am so pumped for this episode. There's a lot of goodness in here. We have Sarah V with us today. She's an internationally sought out energy facilitator, meditation guide, and manifesting coach. Also, she is the author of two New York Times bestsellers. And for the past 10 years, she's been using her gifts to help women live their most abundant, happy, and peaceful lives. And she just came out with her groundbreaking new book that has been all over Times Square, I Wish I'd Known, where she teaches you how to release the traumas of your past. Today is all about vibrational frequency and how your inner frequency is your magnet to the universe. We're looking at how to be the energy that you want to attract. We talk about the epidemic of this doing hustle energy, our love-hate relationship with failure. Super interesting topic why we constantly are seeking external validation and whether or not we're doing this from a place of emptiness or abundance and what that even means. Sarah gets us the inside scoop on how to begin letting go of old beliefs and traumas, learning how to make trauma, this can sound scary, learning how to make trauma your friend and ally. Yes, it's possible. And yes, it's the key to growth. How do you know when you've hit rock bottom? And one of my favorite questions, do you have to be 100% healed before you can let someone else into your life? Sarah talks to us about the magical practice of future pacing, which I love doing, and looking at how to use that to call our desires into existence. You guys, I'm so pumped for this episode. Let's get right into it. Introducing Sarah V. I am so excited to have this beautiful woman on with us today. She is here for the second time. First guest, that's a repeat guest. And wow. I am honored because in this past year, you guys, so we were just looking and our last episode was what? Like, I think it was just over a year, a year ago, if I can recall. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount that has happened for you in that year. Can you just, okay, well, first, like tell everyone okay. who you are. And then I just want to hardcore, like ask questions about all your accomplishments. Awesome. Well, thank you. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on again. That's a huge, huge honor. Uh, My name is Sarah V. Um, You know, I, I, I hate the whole idea of labeling oneself because that's really not who, not the things that we do are not really who we are, but these are, you know, what I guess you can call them my other identity. Um, I am a best-selling author um, of two books. I have a third one coming this year. I call myself a manifesting coach, manifesting expert, and as well as an energy facilitator, because I used to call myself, and so many people call themselves healers. I don't, I don't buy that because I don't believe that um, one person can heal somebody else. But what I do believe is that we can help people facilitate the energies that we have inside of us. And, you know, you, you see, you've seen things like people coming in, you know, you're healed. We can't do that. What I want to do is I want to help others to empower themselves to know that they can shift 
whatever energies they have inside of them themselves. I know how to do it. I'm a Reiki three energy facilitator, but I cannot literally heal, heal somebody, but I can show them how to heal themselves. So I'm an energy facilitator. Um, and you know, I am just having the most amazing, um, I mean, I had an amazing life, but this is like a whole transformative life that I'm now living. And oh my God, it feels amazing. I love it. I love all of that. I love the explanation of that. You're right. There are so many people that call themselves healers and I'm sure, I mean, we don't know their intention behind it. Like maybe behind that, they do mean that they facilitate healing, but the explanation, Mm -hmm. what you just said is Mm -hmm. everything. Because I, I want to teach people how to reach within themselves to know that they can do it as well. Because, you know, I am not, I am not the people that I, that I guide, but I want to be able to be the light for them to see the light within themselves, light is energy, light is who we are. Uh, so that's that's my intention is to help others to find what it is that I found in myself. I, I want them yeah. to kind of mirror what I've done, and I could I have very powerful steps in order to get there. Yes, you guys, she's like she's amazing at what she does. Well, I I think that with whatever anybody is doing. If you have lived through it, you become a better teacher. You Mm -hmm. know, if you're just kind of reading a book and say, oh, do this, you know, it's not as powerful when you haven't lived through it. And I really believe, you know, my success has come from, and whatever success means, there's, you know, I don't really like that word. Um, But right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I goals and success just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But whatever success means, you know, I really believe my success has come from me being the person who goes through it first. And then I guide others in order to help them as well. I 100,000 million percent agree. I was just talking about this with my aunt yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it in a, a way of going through hard times, injuries or mental health, stuff like that. But as you're talking about that, it's not just hard times. It's mm. also transformation that isn't necessarily when you're at your absolute lowest, mm-hmm. also is transferable and sometimes just as helpful. I always mm. say that you don't need to be at rock bottom in order to raise your baseline. No. Not at all. But, but I think that the, the bottom, there's an even better chance of you rising because there's, you know, bottom oh, yeah. is bottom, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but the bottomness, the, the deep darkness actually can be our greatest teacher. Yep. And I've definitely used so many of my deep, dark places to propel me and and help me ascend to where I am now. So so my deep dark stories, you know, the trauma that I've been through in my life actually is now my friend. Like I thank it. It's it's very mm-hmm. strange, but I do thank the stories, thank those parts of me that felt so deep and dark and I didn't know where to go, I didn't know where to turn, and now they have become, you know, my best ally you know, when they, 
so I, I kind of use those deep dark stories, the the bottomness um, as a way of you know really allowing me to propel. You know, I yeah. do this amazing uh, meditation that it's it's a visualization where everybody's been carrying a heavy backpack, and the visualization is you actually put your backpack in the hot air balloon, and then you it's a visualization where you just kind of allow it to to float in the air and you realize how those old stories that deep darkness has just you know the energy of the stories have kept us from ascending yeah I mean I always go back and forth about this about the fact that my that the same thing was true for me that I my rock bottom is what allowed me to get here I mean I would not be talking to you on this podcast if I did not go through a very dark mental health state. I mean, I was really struggling. I I think I've shared this with mm-hmm. yeah. the general public slash podcast listeners before, but I was at a point where I was suicidal. Mm, yeah. And I mean, that clearly that is my rock bottom, but everyone has their own definition of rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. has their mm-hmm. own story to tell. But what I struggle with sometimes is would I be at the ascended place that I am? Obviously, I have a lot of work to do on myself, but would I be here if I was not ever Mm. at rock bottom? You know, we don't know that, but I really believe that your rock bottomness definitely has helped you because otherwise you wouldn't be where you are. The people in your, like, you know, I've, I've recently um, become a, a proud divorced woman and I've, we have a very good relationship, but I believe that people in our lives, we think that they are in our lives to hold us back. But I am so glad that my husband, my, I call him my husband, was the way he was because it wouldn't have it wouldn't have propelled me to leave and that that's it that's right there is trauma itself it's like leaving this very safe place and have to ascend at at my age you know and but i'm so glad that tell everyone how old you are because i still don't believe it well well i can either i can either do a tactic of telling you that i'm 85 and feel i'm really now i'm i'm 50 fine (laughs) wait hold on when you told me on our first episode that you were 58 I still had that reaction of no you're fucking not this year I will be you know as my my assistant calls me sexty I will be 60 years old because 60 is hard hard to say but we were talking about this before is I feel like I'm in my 30s no, I Wait, mean, does that mean that you're gonna start sending a lot of sex to your partner when <laughs> when you reach sixty? <laughs> Maybe I'm already Where doing did the that. Tea now. Come in six. Oh, I guess sixty. Sex okay. tea. Sex yeah. tea. Yeah. Wow. Rather than wow, sixty. Yeah. So I really feel like I I have a lot of the younger generation following me because I want to be the light for the generation that sees like. Because we we kind of we are so young obsessed in this society that we do, we kind of like after you're fifty it's like you know uh, you're kind you might as well just go to a fifty five and over um, <laughs> you know 
what do you call it? The, the apartment complex or whatever. Yeah, like retirement home, but not retirement. Yeah, but yeah. I, I swear to God, I have more. I mean, I take very, very good care of myself. So, you know, this is, this is something that I have always done. I've always taken really good care of myself. I've always eaten really well. I exercise and this is, I mean, I mean, I feel if this is, this just doesn't come naturally. I mean, I, I take really good care of myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but this I'm is my... curious because, okay, you've eaten well, you've taken care of yourself for ever, not just post-divorce, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always. So always. What yeah. made the distinction then, because I know last, if you guys haven't listened to our first episode, you also talked about how you feel 30 and how that was more of a recent shift. So mm -hmm. if you've been following a healthy lifestyle for a while, what made the shift? Feeling like I'm in my Are you 30s? feeling like you're 30 again? Well, you know, I, I feel like I've always been gravitating to, uh, you know, younger generations. But really, in the past three years since I was separated and then divorced, I swear to God, that was the heaviness of, and I believe, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves keep us from feeling young. Keep mm. us from, you know, ascending into the 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 humans that we were born to be. And I, I mean, this is this is just I've just noticed. And even in the last year, you started this podcast by talking about, you know, what I have accomplished in the last year, and it literally has been because I've let I've healed, not just kind of let them go and pretended that they didn't exist. But I have healed them, and now I'm vibrating from a different frequency inside. And why did you, know, you put I, that in quotes? I, because it sounded like a, a like a vibrator. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. The fact that I didn't think about that—damn it, Emily! I'm the I am. one who catches. Hello. Yeah, like I, because it sounds like too much, like a you know that you're like so. That I, my frequency, like my, we were this talking is because before she's we went sexting live. all the time, you guys. She's um, preparing for her sexting. Sexting, right, yeah. Um, but my, because my whole, I, I guess my brand, my motto, my mantra is all about your inner frequency is your magnet to the universe. And that is how we, we manifest. Ooh, Yes. Mm -hmm. You said before we started this episode, because we were just chatting and technology while also laughing our asses off. You yeah. said your inner feeling is your magnet. Yes, exactly. And when we think of manifesting, we always go to financial, right? We always think, oh, we're, you know, a bigger house or whatever. But manifesting is a frequency when, because I have been really studying the fact that so many of us and including me, but I'm, I'm recovering from that. I, I would say I'm recovered of reaching outwardly to receive what we want to feel or what we want. Right. So what my, so I'll kind of explain. So when we want abundance in our life, we don't go out and buy, well, a lot of people do, you know, we think we're abundant when we're carrying around, you know, a beautiful Chanel handbag and not that there's anything wrong with that. 
or we buy a really fancy car or whatever. And that's where we feel abundant. That's where we think we're feeling abundant because Mm. we have that. There is nothing wrong with that. But if we are using it to fill something that is empty within us, it's not going to happen. It's going to yeah, die like away and you're going to have to, it's a bandaid. For abundance. So if, yeah. if you want abundance, I'm going to say must, you must feel the energy first. So if you want abundance, you've got to feel that frequency inside. If you want love, you have got to feel it. You've got to feel love for yourself. And that doesn't mean being perfect, you guys. That doesn't mean you have to be 100% healed. Like, no, that is, I think that that's bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. you can work on yourself and Mm -hmm. be open because it's the frequency of, I love me. Exactly. And, you know, I did this probably, probably about a year and a half. I worked on my inner child loving that energy. So the inner child is that energy that kind of is connected to trauma and pain that we've experienced in our childhood. We yes, hold it that's in our- what our first episode is on. So go listen to it because it's fucking awesome. Good. Yeah. So Love. inner child, because that would, that was my first book. Yep. And you know, I did this because, and what happened was I changed the, my inner language as I had talked about on that episode, but I changed my inner language. I changed how I was meeting this energy. That energy changed. It changed the frequency inside of me. And therefore, you know, I attracted, you know, one of the deepest loves that I've ever had, right? Because I was feeling it for myself, this deep inner love for myself. And therefore I attract it. We're not going to get it from something thing or someone on the outside. We always, oh, if I fall in love, then I'll feel better. It's, I always say, don't be a when and thener. Don't think that when you get something, when you meet someone, then I'm going to feel it. No, you, you need to be that in order to attract it. Yeah. Like if you step into your sexy energy now, you can send Mm -hmm. sex all day. You don't have to wait until then because (laughs) I'm not going to let this go. Yeah, but you know, it's like this, I I believe that, you know, I'm showing people a lifestyle, you know, lifestyle of feeling love, a lifestyle of like taking chances before you're ready, like doing things before you're ready, hashtag. If you're doing it before you're ready, how does someone, and I know you get into this within your book, which I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet, but you guys, she, I don't, she's like best-selling author, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You've put out a bunch of books in the past few years mm-hmm. and they're all bestsellers. This one's called I Wish I'd Known. Yes. So if someone's not ready to jump, but yeah. we're looking at jumping before you're ready, choosing to do something before you're ready, how does someone step into that frequency before they've done it? So there is this fabulous tool that I use. It's called future pacing. And future pacing, future pulling is actually envisioning that you have already done it. Like, what would you feel? What would you be talking about? Who would you be surrounding yourself with? And, you know, actually seeing yourself as if it's already happening now. And what that, and I've done this and it, it works. Oh, it works. And you guys. When, when you do that, 
you're actually teaching, you know, the neural pathways in your brain that is connected to the emotions that's connected to the, the energy that you hold, you actually become that energy. And because it, it, it really makes sense because if you're constantly afraid to do, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't, I'm not going to do that. It's just too scary. You become the scary energy. So then you block out what's, what's, what's on its way. So I did this over in my journals every morning. I'd be like, I would write out a whole story. And you as do it as happening as though it is right. As though it's happening. You guys like it's because as if it is happening, but so what's an example, like what's something you would write in your journal this morning. So, you know, and it was, it was really funny because well, one of the things that I manifested in 2022 was to have my book really, really out into the world. You know, uh, it's a shame that didn't vision. happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. So, <laughs> believe it or believe it or not, I just could see myself on the New York Times Square billboard. I mean, it was six months, you know, because I was like, all right. I'm not just going to go to freaking libraries and talk about my book. Like that is like big. And guess what happened in, in October? My book right here, I, um, wish I'd I wish I'd known, was on the New York Times billboard. Now I didn't, I didn't specifically say, okay, on October, blah, 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 I'm going to be on the billboard. It just, I put it out there that I wanted my book to have the biggest exposure possible. And I I just envisioned myself, I envisioned, you know, and maybe it came in there with the New York Times, but it's just stepping into a bigger energy. Like I want, I mean, some of the things that I've manifested going into this year are freaking amazing. Like I never would have thought that I was ready to do that, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this because I'm, believing that it's possible for one first you got to believe that it's possible by the way you guys it's not just the new york times billboard she has been on i'm gonna try to name drop abc cbs yes nbc NBC. every single network and the last thing that i did just in january is that i co-hosted a a talk show yes i'm (laughs) was i ready and did my eyelash that I had, cause they told me, you know, about my makeup and everything. And, and, um, my, I put on these, like, <laughs> I mean, it took me two hours to put my <laughs> eyelashes on anyway. Cause I, so I can't do it. Um, and so I got these eyelashes on and, um, I'm like, you know, looking, looking really cute. I'm in the right outfit and everything. And no, right as I go into the no. studio, one of my eyelashes fell. And we had like four celebrities there I was I had my eyelash on my cheek so because I'm I'm just so relaxed and like no big deal I just thought that was hilarious so I went into the bathroom and then you know I just put on some mascara um but yeah so doing wait just on that one side did you take off the other side oh yeah I took off the other side as well the point about that is that I just don't, I don't take myself so seriously and it's going to be okay. But doing things before you're ready, was I ready to co-host a talk show? No, but because I've been like expanding and like opening up to what I want 
things are just opportunities are just coming to me now. And this is why, because I've changed this frequency inside of me, that bigger things are coming to me without a huge amount of effort, which is really nice. So let's talk about the effort piece. Yeah. So it's not just that you future pulled and wrote shit down in your journal and then it magically happened. Like what's the other component of it. I think this is a common misconception that people have about manifesting. Because forcing is ego and flow is soul. So when you are more connected to soul, things come to you in a natural way where, you know, that was not me um, two years or three years ago. Cause I was like, I got to force myself. I got to work harder. I've got to, you know, be in my office at eight o'clock and I've got to work and for force and forcing energy is what blocks the the universe. Whereas soft, soulful energy, yes, do I work hard? Yeah, but I'm not gonna do it in a forced way. If I feel that forcing energy come in, you know, the doing, the epidemic of the doing energy, you know, we're all like, I gotta do this, I gotta get this. Because what is the story and what is what is the what is the rush? Like, why are we all in such a rush to get there? Because I feel from my experience, I was rushing to get there because I wanted to feel validation. I was just going to say it's that external validation. But what I am, I mean, you know, what are you validating though? Yeah. Well, you're validating from an outward experience rather than from self. Like I am the tortoise in the race, but I feel like I am the happiest tortoise because I'm able to do it in a very slow, small steps. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm releasing as I go. And back to your point about forcing is what are we, what are, why are we doing that? Why are we forcing ourselves to get things done? Okay. So it's the forcing of the actions that you take versus when you step into an aligned frequency, Mm -hmm. then your actions that you're taking feel naturally inspired and it okay. and, yeah and you and not, are not forced. you are in complete alignment with what universe divine whatever your highest power is you are in complete authentic energy and i feel like that 95% of the time like everything that i do is coming from my soul rather than from a story that oh my god I mean, you know, if I got to do this so I can prove that I'm not a failure, like that was my frequency, my energy, pretty much my entire life. You are a failure. You can't do anything. You're terrible at math. You will never do anything. So, so basically what I did for the majority of my life, other than raising four amazing, beautiful children um, is I thought I was a failure. I couldn't, I couldn't make any money. I couldn't have a business. I couldn't do anything, you know, bigger than, you know, my, my then husband, you know, I couldn't, I, I just had to, to dabble in things because if I dabbled, then I didn't have the, um, the feeling that I was going to fail at something. So Uh, I just watched a show about that. What was it? It's called not dead yet. It's new. It's with Gina Rodriguez and First of all, I just love her as an actress. 
she was in Jane the Virgin, which if you haven't watched it yet, you Jane guys, the Jane the Virgin. So she needed to learn some tech sexting skills mm. from you. But in the show, she had just gotten out of a divorce and she had like moved her whole life for that. But she goes back to her publishing job at a newspaper and she wants to switch divisions right away. And they talk about how she always like jumps to the next thing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there is a, um, I really believe that dabbling is kind of a direct indication that someone's afraid to fail when they can't go from A to B without like, Oh, nothing's happening. I'm going to stop because this is what I did. Like I started something I would get kind of halfway through. And if I didn't, I didn't see something happening or I got scared because it was going to be, I was going to really succeed. I would stop because if I failed, the failure was related to love. If I failed, I wouldn't be loved. That, that was the, the, the connection that I had because Why? So, where did that come from? Because I was a, I was a reluctant horse rider. I rode horses for the majority of my young life. I didn't want to, but I did it because my mom wanted me to. So if I was successful, then my mother would love me. Well, I, I was really bad at it. I was always falling off and in my mother would, you know, instead of just quitting and saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. I kept going, doing something that I, that was not aligned with my, my true self. So I would fail and therefore she would, you know, stonewall me. She wouldn't speak to me for four days or whatever. And because I failed in her mind. And so I mean, like if you, if you fell off, she wouldn't talk to you for four days. Well, she would, the, 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 the story that I had to heal was what is wrong with you? You have a perfectly good horse. So for years, all my life, I thought something was wrong with me. So that's the story. That's the seed that I've been trying to heal all my life. You know, the seed, there's a, there's always a, a, an experience that creates the story that you then tell yourself over and over again, that you then identify with. Mm. So this is something that really was what I healed. And this book is, was healing that. Yeah. So that one line that you're mom said to you stuck. And I think that's yeah. so common without people knowing it because they, you, mean, you, not so you common have, about the horse thing. No, but, but the, but the words that yes. somebody says to you, you know, in, in, in that book explains about, you know, the power of our words, the power that words from others can make an impact on, you know, what we are or whom we are identifying with. And, you know, that was my seed that I identified myself as a failure. So I've had to clear all that out, heal it, reframe it, change the neuro pathways in my brain and identify with something new. Now I'm like identifying, I mean, I don't even, I, I, I can't even like align with that old energy anymore. It's yeah. just like so foreign to me, you know? I, I have moments, but, and this goes back to what we were talking about, you know, as a, as a coach, I feel that my calling 
what I am good at, what I'm meant to do and here for is based on my past experiences and transformation and helping others to move out of a space that they don't want to be in. And Mm -hmm. frequent, not as much anymore, but frequently I will have this feeling of, because when I'm in a session, I really connect with that old version of me because I'm, I'm stepping into that energy, that language and inner talk and dialogue in order to help bring my client to a different place. And it's a mutual understanding. And then when I get off a coaching session, sometimes I'll, I'll think to myself like, holy shit, I was just talking about that person as though it was a different person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like who, who was that? I can still step into it, but it doesn't feel like I'm stepping well, into me. Well, right. Because it, because it's an attachment, you know, it's, it's, it's energy. And now because you've changed your, your mind, you're not attaching to the belief anymore. You can step into the energy of it, but you're not attaching to, to it. So it's Ooh. like the grip the grip is not holding you anymore because you're not identifying with that. You know, what? Mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. Right, right, exactly. I mean, my kids are all grown now. They're, my youngest is 20, 23. But I still step into that old energy of who I used to be as, as the mom, but I don't attach to it. Like I, I go in mm-hmm. and then I can come back out again rather than, Rather than basing your frequency on it, rather than calling in what you were calling in at that time. Exactly. So my frequency, so there you go. My frequency, my vibration is different now. So I'm not attracting that same energy, those same stories. I'm totally different now. So it, I mean, that, that is so powerful to be able to be the energy that you want to attract be abundant feel abundant and my next book is all about that like it is it's about ways to change your frequency so that you can attract massive abundance in all areas of your life it's not about just how successful you are in your business like it's mind body spirit you know this this idea especially for for the young and the you know, the, the mentors that I surround myself with, you know, Do I still this... fall, fall into that category of young. Um, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Score. So I, I feel like you see women mostly who want to be successful in their business and they're pushing, but their health is crap. They're eating terribly. They're stressed out. They're not having good relationships. It is everything when you like in what they used to say, you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And it's so true. And I want to be abundant and attract abundance in every single area. I want to love deeply. I want to look really abundant, you know, meaning like I want to dress nicely when I go out. Um, I want to eat and I want to be intentional when I eat my food. This is part of the mind-body-spirit balance is to also have food that is restorative as well. So well, everything has is a vibration. Yeah, I was just going to say that 
that is, I mean, clearly I align with that mm-hmm. thought process because everything comes back to frequency and everything, everything. everything. I mean, like everything. If you guys think about it, about energy and yeah, everything, that is energy. Everything, everything is energy. When you eat healthier, you feel more mm-hmm. energetic and the experiment that I like to do with my clients, if you're having smoothies every morning, one morning, try having a smoothie without greens in it. The next morning, have that same smoothie with a handful of spinach in it. Mm-hmm. And pay attention to how you feel on a vibrational frequency level and cognitively, clarity wise. What's your mental clarity? Are you able to focus more? And the answer is always yes. And that is how you know that what Sarah is talking about. Yes. And I think people, this is actually going into a chapter of my my book. I just don't think people make the- um, Wait, another book? Oh, yes. I have another book coming out. It's coming out. I can't keep track. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're still tooling with the name but it's going to be something about radiance like one word like radiant because it's all about you know the inner frequency and we think if we work on our mind and which is really important we work on our spirituality and getting connected but if we are putting excuse the french shit in our bodies preservatives and all that that is also part of the inner frequency And then, of course, spirituality. So it's this whole balance that is going to help us become these manifesting magnets. But you got to be committed. You can't just like do it one time and then, you know, I mean, my diet isn't perfect. Do I do I love dessert? Yeah. Do I I don't eat red meat. I'm very, very conscious of what not just what I'm eating, but also how I'm eating. And I'm doing a whole chapter about intentional eating. You know, we've, we've learned that, yeah. but it's so true. Like my partner and I, we, before we eat anything, we always give gratitude, whether you um, believe that's a prayer or whatever, but it's just settling your body down so that you are ready to eat it in a very powerful way, like calm, intentional, relaxed, you know, state. yeah. mm -hmm. But people just don't make that connection. And when I, I mean, like I said, I've always eaten very very healthy but scarcity stories can show up around food when you're either overindulging or when you are not allowing yourself to eat the right foods and it when I was 50 turning 50 10 freaking years ago (laughs) um I went into this absolute like okay I'm going to be the fittest that I can ever be at a 50 year old that was like my goal when I was 49 turning 50 And I got like obsessed and I was working out two times a day. I um, got my body down to 9% body fat. And that's scarce as well, because I was eating like, I was eating like a piece of chicken and some almonds or something, you know, and there was nothing. I mean, and I was, I was not a happy woman back then, you know, I thought, oh, well, when my body is perfect and I'm, you know, I can get into a size double zero, then I'm going to feel good about myself. And it didn't happen. That was your and band-aid. My band-aid. But where I am so happy, my my partner is 
incredible foodie. We talk about food. We take, we go to these lovely, amazing, we're going tonight to go to a restaurant and, you know, we can't deal with mediocre food. Like we go to these restaurants when we went, we went to Italy in uh, last year and we didn't just go to see the, we did, we went sightseeing to all the restaurants to just like eat and like really get into the whole um you know lifestyle of of eating that's what I partner have uh have a brother son (laughs) well or bro I don't know how old he is yeah that ish that is also talented in cuisine oh my god like I he it's funny because I I was working all day yesterday with like interviews and stuff and and all of a sudden he brings me this like beautiful plate that had just incredible foods on it. He's I'm like just just bring me some you know cereal or something but he has to like have this whole you know smoked salmon and eggs and then he puts lemon and and it's just this beautiful like artwork that he (laughs) so it's hard when I go home to my house in uh, Delaware because it's like I gotta make my own food, but I but I always am. Very, I just fell in love with your partner. partner. I because <laughs> he he helps me. He he's my chef at my uh, retreats, and and I had my, this client come last week, and she was like, "Oh my god, if I wasn't so in love with my husband, I would want to marry him." <laughs> I'm gonna start sexting your partner with food porn. <laughs> I hope that's food okay. Porn. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because that that really is what turns them on. Like I could maybe put like a, a beautiful <laughs> meal on my belly and really get so I'm and be back to the whole idea of we've got to be in alignment with mind, body, and spirit every single day. Like we I mean it, it's a commitment. I don't even think about it anymore. Like I don't have to like after this, I'm gonna go do my workout because I didn't get in there before so it's it's a commitment it's being impeccable to your word that every day it doesn't have to be you know three hours it can just be five minutes being intentional about what you want in your life that's why I'm not a healer you get to facilitate the energy that is in your body nobody else can do it for you not a therapist not Tony Robbins not me not you you get to be the facilitator of your own energy. And how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to to just say, make excuses? And, you know, believe me, I I made excuses. I'm not doing that anymore. And I am in such power because I'm now healing myself. No one else is healing me. I mean, I've worked with mentors that were, you know, $4,000 a month. They did absolutely nothing because my frequency was off. So mm-hmm. all these people thinking, oh, I'm going to go work with some, and this is the marketing that's in there, you know, you work with oh, yeah, me for sure. and I'll show you how to make a hundred. I have the secrets. And if you do this, it's bullshit. I mean, yes, there is a system for sure. But if your frequency inside of your body is not in alignment with what you want, you, you could get it temporarily, but it's going to come back to haunt you. So you, if you want what you want, you got to do it 100%. I am, I mean, and, and work on it every day, not just like once every two weeks. So 
that is that is my soapbox. So <laughs> I love that. And I'm I wanna bring this back to a post that you made on Instagram. Yes, stock per US. Yeah. Um, I think you were in Times Square with mm-hmm. the billboard in this Instagram post, and you said, This has been the hardest year of my life, yet it was the most spectacular. I love yes. myself through it all and never listened to the excuses of it being too hard. So I'd love for you to go into that a little bit more because Mm -hmm. there Mm. can be this, and for me too, sometimes it can get confusing of, okay, every day we want to step into our alignment, our frequency, our high vibe, but not every day, Mm. rainbows and roses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, yeah, that, that really resonates. I mean, what I said really resonates with me because it's so true <laughs> yeah. this year, because it was a huge, huge year for me to let go of something that I never thought I would be divorced at, uh, at 59 and December 27th, 2022 at exactly two, two o'clock in the afternoon, but who's, who's counting. No um, um, I, divorce and it was this anticipation of oh my god like who am i because my identity was a mom i was a stay at home mom with my four children the pleasure of my life to be able to to raise them my 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 then husband was was a, an amazing provider and he created a a beautiful life for us but I don't know. It was, it, it, that was my identity. My identity was being this good mom. My value was coming from raising my children and that, and, and to let that go, when you le- let a, an, a, an old identity go, it's, excuse me, it's fucking scary. It yeah. It's a morning. So scary. It's a morning it's like, I remember like when I got off the, the phone of the, the, or the zoom call with, it was like my divorce was on a zoom call. Um, it was like this, like, but it, it was tears. It was sad. I mean, I still get emotional about it because it's like, it is, it was who I was and to mm-hmm. let that go and step into the highest form of who I am now is so scary it's so scary and you know but I have always and this is what I do love so much about myself when I say I'm going to do something I do it 120 percent like I do it and I don't make excuses and I just continue no matter if it's like five minutes in the morning I for the past five years I've meditated every single day, no matter where I am, no matter what time I get going in the morning, I meditate, I pause, whether it's five minutes or an hour and a half or journal or do something or get support or listen to a, a, a podcast or something that is going to inspire me every single day. There is not, there is no way around it. You can go by a freaking Chanel person, think it's going to you know, be bringing you a high for a day or so, but it is not because I'm a recovering shopper. And so whenever I wanted to find validation, I mean, I still love clothes. Johnny was, I'm always wearing Johnny was. Whenever I felt low and empty, I would, you know, go to the store and buy a new outfit. I looked super cute, but the alignment 
of what I was feeling and what people were noticing didn't match. Like on the outside was not in alignment with how I was feeling. I was insecure. I thought I was fat. I thought I was a failure, but I was holding all that energy inside of me. But on the outside, I was looking like, oh my God, she's got it together. What, you know, and my, my husband would always say, what is wrong with you? You, you, you have everything, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have my own self-validation. I did not love myself the way that I do now. And so the alignment, the frequency that I feel inside of me now is in like what you're seeing, what you're hearing is what I'm feeling. I feel, you know, just so confident in what I'm doing. And so therefore I'm attracting all these amazing things in my life. So, yeah. And I think that's, that's so similar to when people talk about self-care mm-hmm. and for some people that looks like getting regular manicures and getting their hair colored and that's all good like I love good oh. manicure oh absolutely yeah yes and when you're doing that to feel better and that's the only thing you're doing yes to feel better. So- it doesn't mean you can't pair it. It doesn't mean it can't make no. you feel good. Like, obviously you're going to feel fantastic after you get your nails done. But if that continues and mm-hmm. that's your definition of self-care and you're like, I've been taking such good care of myself. Like it's perfectly yeah. good horse. What's wrong with me? Exactly. And I think just to add to that is, is what you are doing to care for yourself is there a story behind it? Do you feel an emptiness so that you reach for something on the outside to fill it? And I did that. Like I get my, well, I don't, I don't really like nail polish, but I do get my toenails done. I, you know, had a, um, a facial last week. Cause I had a, at 60, I had a giant pimple on my face before. I my, had one right here too. Twins. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> but if I, I just kind of did this now, um, but I did a facial, you know, and there's nothing like I, I, there's nothing that, that I don't, I don't discourage abundant things. I'm not saying live a life of sleeping in on a mat outside in a tent. No, I don't say that. But what, if you're doing things because you're feeling empty, it, you're never going to fill that emptiness. So fill it first, feel the energy that you want first then have the things like I love beautiful things I love luxurious hotels and I love amazing food so I I feel like you know that is that's my soapbox like and I see it all the time I see it like I see this you know people going in and drinking too much and and I never it's not a judgment it is an observation because I used to be there I used to do all the things that everybody, you know, doing the the whole, you know, having making sure your body is perfect and, you know, worrying whether comparing yourself to other. I mean, I, I've done it all. Yes. And I, mm-hmm. I also want to note that it goes both ways, especially yeah. in the world of entrepreneurs or any, any profession, like acting, singing, anything that's kind of like hard to get yourself started, mm-hmm. which is a lot of things. Sometimes we like to show our six, prove our worth and success through struggle. The more we're struggling, 
the more successful we are because we're willing to put up with the shit. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so it can go both ways. If you're like protesting manicures in order to prove to yourself that that's not where your worth comes from, that's just as damaging. Because struggle is not worth. Absolutely one. But how many times do you, this is, I keep quoting my next book. And it's like, how many times when you ask someone, you know, how, how's your, how's your week going? Oh my God, it's been crazy. I've just been like, I don't have any time. Like, it's almost like a rite of passage. Oh yeah. We are so like, nobody comes and it's like, you know, well, I, I actually I'm feeling really peaceful because I allow myself to sit in and in, you know, journal and I meditate. How many, where do you get this validation? And my question is like, who made up this rule that struggle is where you get your validation from? You know, I am not living like that. I refuse to live like that. I allow myself to rest. I allow myself to slow down and I allow myself to, um, you know, really get connected to myself. My mentor and I just wrote a list of all the things that I have accomplished, you know, it's called a win streak and you write down all the things that is actually happening, you know, and actually you have um, produced in your life and you see like, oh my God, that is kind of a list because default is like, wow, nothing's happening because this year is so great. Like one of the biggest things that I'm, I am manifesting and I have my first one is I'm taking my thought leadership to five-star high-end hotels they've invited me to come and speak and and offer my workshop to guests from all over the world well and so this that is my vision all stems back to you aligning your frequency with getting a bigger impact and exposure and that that's exactly it like but fear keeps you safe and like keeps you small well that was all my life now i'm like I don't want that. I want to be like, do you I'll get a plus one? World. Yes. Do you get a plus yeah. two? <laughs> <laughs> a plus 10. Can I bring 10 people? Cause I really want no, to just with- two. I didn't two. say 10, just two. Yeah. I don't know who just that other two. person would be, but <laughs> I don't know. So, so what is something that you want to leave our listeners with? And I think a cool way to phrase this is, mm-hmm. If you now was talking to mm. at 40, yeah, not what would you say to yourself in terms of like healing your inner child sort of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But what would you say to yourself who at that time probably believed there's no fucking you know, way you would get to this place? I, I feel like it would be about trust. You know, how many times do we not trust our own choices, our own opinions, and our our own thoughts? And trust is, you know, there's still a little part of me because all my life I was told what to do, told what to say, told what to, where to go, what to believe in. And I never had my own like identity. And there's still a part of me who sometimes gets triggered by somebody And there's still a little part of me that like remembers how disempowering that was, that I didn't trust myself. Mm. Trust and patience 
that it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. So trust and patience is like everything to me now. So it's kind of like acknowledging that you back then at that point, you probably would have been one of those people who would be judging what you're doing now. Most for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I, when you, when somebody triggers you, it's only telling yourself that that's what you actually want. Right. So when somebody triggers you, so I knew that I'm in, I'm in a mentoring group, thought leadership. And Is I that was Sarah Kana. Mm hmm. Yeah. You guys, she's amazing. freaking amazing. One of my I, friends. She, I've, I've mentored with her for five years now and she has seen me grow. And so this, this group, I used to be so triggered by women making seven figures, six figures. Oh, well, you know, I, cause I didn't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Do I have a completely different business plan? I mean, totally. Yes. And I'm learning how to just say it's, it's my way. It's what I'm doing and it feels good to me. So trust what triggers me, but patience to listen for the answer and trust that we are all led by some force, by some energy, whether it's God, whether it's um, Buddha, whether it's universe, divine angels, something, a force that is leading all of us, but 100%. ego wants to cut it off. No, no, you need to do it that way. And then you get into that forcing energy. Yeah. And it's when you step into that energy that's carrying us. So like, yeah, you know, 30 years ago, you weren't accessing the energy to match the energy that was guiding you. Because so it's I not didn't, like it wasn't no. there, but you couldn't yeah. be receptive to it. Right. And I didn't know what was possible. Yes. Like all I knew was that I was a failure and I couldn't do it. And you might as well not even try because you're going to fail and then no one's going to love you and everyone's going to judge you. You know, this was, this was the old story. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. When thank people you. read your book, what are they mm -hmm. going to be able to get from that? How is that? You're not going to change. You're not a healer, but what no. can they expect that transformation to look like? So what they're going to learn from, from I wish I'd known is the tools to get you to let go of the ancestral patterning that we have, that we're all connected to three generations of unhealed pain and trauma we hold in our DNA. Mm. So it's teaching you how to step-by-step step let go of it. So it's a memoir and then it, you know, it, it's going to really teach them like, oh my God, it's not me. I'm holding on to something that my mother had, that her mother had. And now I know that it's, it's not just me. So it's going to give them a, an idea of how to step-by-step step let go. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my you guys, gosh, you are so welcome. Be sure to listen to the Random Ass Question segment that is coming out next week on another episode because this season we are separating them because it's just too good to like put into the same episode. We need to spread out the goodness. So make sure you tune into that because we have some good Random Ass Questions coming up. Love you guys. See you next episode.